Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. You know, I get excited about Jesus and it's just so hard. You can, how do you give a little bit of praise to an amazing God? Right? It's like great big God great big praise like shout to the lord that's one of the reasons why i love that song we sang it wednesday night where did it come from i don't know it just like rose out of our hearts of just to begin to sing some of these old songs it's like how do we not shout to the lord how do we not want to let the city know like even yesterday that there is a god out there that is not mad at them and loves them amen that there are churches in this city whose doors are open waiting and ready to love and help them amen Amen. Amen. Jesus, we thank you. But I want to just, I'm going to start this um, service a little bit different than the last one. And I'm going to actually start with a scripture that I ended with, and maybe we'll end with it. Forewarning, okay, this is going to feel a little bit, excuse me, like a university lecture, because we're going through a, the, like, we're going through the Bible, okay? We're going through the Bible, but it's going to be good because we need to learn not just to read our Bibles, but study our Bibles, amen? Because something interesting happens when you don't just read your Bible and you study your Bibles, you actually learn new things. You learn things that you didn't know, and we need to learn new things, amen? Look at the person next to you and say, you got to learn new things. <laughs> Look at the other person and say, you too. Hosea 4.6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen? And it's not just knowledge, like head knowledge, but it's knowledge that goes from the head to the heart. Amen? We have to read the Bible. we got to meditate on the Bible. And the other thing about reading the Bible is, like, we tend to just read the highlighted parts or all our favorite things, you know? And God's saying to his church this season, i got new things that I'm doing, so i got new things you got to learn, you know, to go where you're going. Amen? But I want to start with this scripture, and it's a prayer. It's a beautiful prayer that Paul prayed um, to the church at, at Ephesus, but it's um, Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, okay? He said, for this reason, okay, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you church according to the riches of his glory. I'm praying this over you, that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man, that Christ, that Jesus Christ, the anointed one with the anointing, would dwell in your hearts through your faith, that you being rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus Christ, that you would know, church, that you would know Hope City, that you would know families, that you're able to comprehend with every person in this place in the kingdom of God, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, that you would know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you would be filled with the fullness of God. How many of you want that? Amen? How many of you want that? Come on. How many of you want that? We need it. We need the love of God. We need a greater anointing. And where does the anointing come from? Hanging out with Jesus. He is the anointing. Jesus means the anointed one, Christ, the anointed one with the anointing. But if you look in verse 18, okay, and I'm not here to preach this today, but it says that may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, okay? Say width. And it says length. Say length. Say depth. Height. And it says that when we comprehend with all the saints, not by yourself, but in a community like Hope City, okay, 
or like your family, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that it's in that place and over time that we're going to be filled with the fullness of God. We live in a three-dimensional world, but I see four dimensions there. I see four dimensions there, and I'm not here to preach this. I love preaching this message. I'm not here to preach this today, but I want to lay the context, okay, and the background for why I believe that the Lord has led our pastor, Pastor Jake, into saying we need to delve into 1 John this, this season as a church, because if you've noticed, even the presence of God is getting sweeter, amen. We've been learning different facets and different dimensions of his presence, and it's beautiful. We learned Wednesday night what it felt like, what his yoke is easy and his burden is light, and then we started singing this, like, you know, crazy songs like we're like, walk in the light, walk in the light. Were you guys here for that? You know, and it's just like we're all dancing and we're experiencing a new fre- measure of freedom. But it's all found in the love of Jesus. And that's what I believe the Spirit of God is trying to teach us more as a church. Church, you are going to know the fullness of the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? You're going to know. But the other thing is like we can know something, but to understand it is a whole different thing. And John does a really good job of that. You know, were you here last week when Pastor Jake, Jake, Pastor Jake, Pastor Jake preached. (laughs) Pastor Jake preached. He did a masterful job of preaching, you know, that portion of passage from John. But I couldn't help but sit there, grab the side of the, the chair and be like, whoa, you know, like just feeling like conviction by the Holy Spirit. And You know, that's one of the beautiful things as a church is we study the word of God. We're going to feel convicted. And that's more than okay. We should. Amen. Because where there's conviction, there's an opportunity for change and transformation. Amen. You know, and in the love of God, here I go preaching the message I said I wasn't going to preach. Okay. But as we step into that fourth dimension, okay, that's that what we're stepping into is heaven on earth, okay, that comes with the price because it comes with forgiveness. It comes with surrender. It comes with laying down our life for others. And the Lord is telling us as Hope City Church, Hope City Church, this is what you were created for. You were created to live in the glory of God. And I get excited about these things. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes. Is it beautiful? So beautiful. I've cried so many times this week thinking about the love of God and also how hard it is to walk in the love of God. But it's not hard when you make that choice that says, Jesus, I will surrender all. What is a life lived without Jesus? Not much at all. But we can do. Say, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Say, I can love like Jesus. And I will. Okay. I'm throwing some of my notes out the window already. Okay. And say, hallelujah. (laughs) You didn't have to say hallelujah. That was a trick. <laughs> that was a trick, Ruth, and I heard you. I heard <laughs> I recognized your voice. It's good. I'm just teasing. Okay, we're going to look at our passion or our portion of Scripture today. First uh, John 2, verses 9 to 11. Do we have it up there, Ethan? Ethan, you're so awesome. I appreciate you. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I promise you I'm going to try really hard to get through all of this, okay? But if I don't, I want you to go home and read this this week, okay? Okay? Say, yes, I will. I will, okay? Because every week is building off of each other, okay? And if you miss a Sunday service, I want to encourage you not to be like, phew, if I don't have to listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast, okay? Because these are building blocks because God is wanting to make us more like him. Amen? Amen. 
Okay, so I want to focus on verse 9 when I first start here. Remember, this is going to be more like a university lecture, okay? He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now, okay? So I want to just give you a bit of an idea of what John is saying. So you're like, what is that actually even talking about? What John is saying here basically is church, okay? And I do feel like he's yelling at me a little bit because he's very strong. Maybe not yelling, but like very strong. It's like an admonishment. It's like encouraging correction, okay? Church, don't say you're a follower of Jesus and not walk in love to your fellow brother or sister, okay? So remember the last scripture that Pastor Jake ended with last week was the new commandment that Jesus said that he would give to us, which was what? Love the Lord your God, okay? As I have loved you, okay? Which came from before. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and your neighbor as Okay, so in John 13, 34, Jesus said, I have a new commandment, love, <laughs> uh, love others as I have loved you. And then he said, continue in my love. Okay, so that's the background, okay? So now we're stepping into the next verse. John's saying, he who's in the light and hates his brother, or he who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness till now. So John is saying, church, don't say you're a, follow of Je- or a follower of Jesus and not walk in love to your fellow or brother or sister. He's saying, don't do that. Okay, say, don't do that. He says, if you do that, you're walking in disobedience to the great commandment, okay? Because you're not loving one another as Christ has loved us, okay? And what he's going on to say is you're only deceiving yourself. Church, we can say that we're in the light, but without the action of love, what are we going to reap? We're going to reap the fruit of darkness. And what is part of the fruit of darkness is spiritual blindness. I love that John is just no nonsense, okay? There's light and there's dark. There's love and there's, there's hate. There's no gray. We live in a world, especially 2023, oh my goodness, there's a lot of gray, right? Well, it's not that bad. It's okay. And John is saying, well, actually, in the kingdom of God, there is light and there is dark. Amen? The world was created by the words of God. And one, the first thing that he said was, let there be. He didn't say, let there be gray. Okay? He said, let there be. Be light because there needed to be light for other things to be formed. There needs to be the light of Jesus in your life because God has other things that he wants to form in you and form through you. Amen? Say amen. Okay. It's good. But Barclay's commentary, okay, so I want to help you really understand this because this is what, what this is about. He said, indifference is impossible. There is no twilight in the spiritual world. There is no twilight in the spiritual world. There's no gray. Like I just said, there's light and there's dark. There's hate or love. There's no in-between. Say there's no in-between. So in this portion of scripture, this verse, what John is speaking about, okay, I want you to listen, okay? University students at Hope City Church. John is speaking about a man's attitude to his brother, that is to the man next door. The man beside whom he lives and works, the man with whom he comes into contact with every day, there is a kind of Christian attitude which enthusiastically preaches love to people in other lands, but has never sought any kind of fellowship with its next door neighbor. Okay, feeling a little bit convicted yet? I hope hope you do at least once today. I don't want to make you mad, but let's feel convicted in Jesus' name, right? So there's growth. But it's never sought any kind of fellowship with its next door neighbor or even managed to live in peace within its own family circle. John insists here on love for the man 
with whom we are in daily contact, okay? So this is what I'm talking about, people in our everyday life, people, our family. <laughs> Say, I got to love my family, and I can in Jesus' name, okay? And one of the points I want to say today is that you do not get to pick your people. We do not get to pick our people. You know, and I love to, you know, I've shared this before, but why church? One of the reasons why church is we don't get to pick our people. It's a God or the God, God funnels us all into this great place in this great space called Hope City and we're all different and we all have different attitudes and personalities and characteristics and giftings and you know some of us are like really like moth to a flame, we get along really well and other people are like, you know, I could just take it or leave it, you know, and it's like the Lord's like, I'm going to throw you all together so that you can learn this thing called the love of God, amen, because he's saying, church, you need to arise in glory, church, you need to arise and be able to live hands on the sick and they shall recover. You need to arise in a new level of freedom and a new level of anointing church. And how are you going to do that? Through Christ, by the love of God. Amen. You know, we sing all these songs like, as the spirit was moving, you know, come rest on us or fire and wind come and do. And we're like, fire. And we're just like, love it. And we're like, I hate you. Fire. And you're like looking at your husband like, like you, you know, you have a fight with your husband before, and it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, let's sing the songs and let's love as well. Amen. When it crushes you, yeah, especially when it crushes you, amen. There is a grace to forgive people. I am living proof. Jesus Christ is even better proof because he didn't just tell us, he modeled it. There is a grace to love all people. Jesus showed us that he doesn't, that we don't get to pick our people because when he hung on the cross, it seems to me that he didn't pick and choose who he was going to give his life for. It seems to me that Jesus didn't pick and choose who goes to eternity and who doesn't. That's on us and we have a choice, amen, to follow Jesus, amen. So we don't get to pick our people. But I want to add something because I had a conversation with a beautiful woman who was crying and saying how convicted she felt in the first service. She said, so if I have to forgive this person, and it was so sweet. She said, it's been so hard. Does it mean that? I want to share with you something one of my professors, Mark Buchanan, shared with me just this year. I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me this 20 years ago? I want to share it with you because it might help set you free. He said, all things are to be forgiven but not necessarily reconciled. You said, well, you know, you might say, well, we have this ministry of reconciliation. Yes, to be reconciled to Christ and forgiveness does that. Okay, I want to give you an example. And some of you know my testimony. My brother, one of my brothers sexually abused me as a child. I've forgiven him. I can be in the same room with him. It's fine. But I don't have to be his best friend and probably shouldn't be. Okay? So that just might give you an example. If you can forgive them, forgiveness is possible. You don't have to be their best friend. But we are required to obey the great commandment to love others as Christ has loved us and forgive them. Amen? You can and you should. And in Jesus' name, and if I'm speaking to you, I say may you just have the grace and the strength to be able to forgive them so that unforgiveness is not blocking you or holding you back from your future anymore. Amen? Okay. We're on page two. Luke 6.32, you don't have to bring this up, Ethan, but it says if you love those who love you, what is that to you? Okay. We don't get to pick our people. One of my first points is, okay? Okay, so verse 9 says, he who is in the or who he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. Okay? Number one, familiarity can breed deception. Okay? For example, 
you know, say, I'll use Jake as an example because he can handle it, right? <laughs> Jake and I have been married 26 years this Wednesday, okay? <laughs> Etc. <laughs> We've been married 20, 26 years this Wednesday. But the thing about being married for 26 years is you can get super familiar with one another. And I can create poor habits and patterns in my speaking to him, in the way I treat him, that the Lord would say, that's not really loving Jake as I have loved you. That's not the way that I've called you to love Jake. Amen? But we have to be careful that we don't fall prey to just familiarity because it can breed deception, thinking that we're just fine because I'm like, well, it's okay. They understand. They know my personality. You know, they, they, really, um, they really knew what I meant. Or here's another one. It's okay. God understands. He knows my heart. <laughs> Has anybody, nobody said that in here, of course, right? Okay. But I want to tell you something. It says, the church, I'm noticing that we're stepping into deeper waters in the presence of the Lord, okay? And in the presence of the Lord, you can go a little bit deeper, and we're not here to study the tabernacle, but you'll step into this thing, this place, it's not a thing, but this place called the glory of God. And in the glory of God is the place of transformation, where we're changed and we become like him. The Bible says that we shall be like him when we see him. And we can't tiptoe into the glory of God without the Lord talking to us and correcting us and changing us, Amen. But these are the places that the Lord has called us to go. And I want to encourage you in Jesus' name, okay? When the Holy Spirit convicts you and the Holy, and you just know that something isn't right or, you know, he's like, you need to go back and you need to ask them for forgiveness. Don't fall prey to that, well, it's okay, God knows my heart, or it's okay, they know what I'm really like. I want to encourage you to be quick to go back to them this season because I think the Lord wants to teach us some things about the love of God. Come up higher. Let's get a pure heart before the Lord, amen, and not, not be like business as usual or love like usual. God's love is not a love like usual kind of love. Amen? Okay? Be quick and go back to them, okay? So we could be like, it's okay. God understands. He knows my heart. But over, over but here's the worst thing. Over time, if we don't ask for repentance, if we ignore those little nudges by the Holy Spirit, okay, that we don't think are such a big deal, because that's what the enemy wants you to think. They're not such a big deal. Because he's laying there with traps, okay, to get you to fall in bigger traps of deeper sin, okay? Because to not love is disobedience. We don't always think of it like this, but this is what we've been learning. It's disobedience to the great commandment, okay? But here's the worst thing, is that over time, if we quit noticing and feeling that conviction of the Holy Spirit and we don't repent, our heart gets callous, okay? And we kind of could become like the children of God wandering in the desert, okay? And then we don't ever, ever know the rest of God, okay? Because we didn't obey the Lord. Can I get an amen? Don't leave the doors to the little things open, Okay, in Jesus' name. Number two, familiarity can lead to poor habits. Okay, I want to say some things to you straight. Like John, strife is not normal. <laughs> Am I making anyone upset? Unforgiveness is not normal. For a child, for a child of God, if your heart is truly surrendered to the Lord, you're, you're thinking about Psalm 51 all this, a lot. Created me a clean heart. Created me a pure heart, Lord, and renew a, a right spirit in me. Amen? Okay? The silent treatment to the ones you love is not normal. And it's not okay. And it's not okay on your cell phone either. <laughs> Next gen, you know what I'm talking about. We just don't write them back. 
And then the person, because you have a familiar relationship, they're like, well, they understand. If I'm upset with them, I just don't write them back. I think it matters. I think it matters. And I think we have to own our love walk. We have to own our hearts before the Lord because one day we're going to have to stand before the Lord for our own heart. Amen. And that's going to be an awesome and a very scary day. But the Spirit of God is saying, walk in love, church. Walk in love, church. I got more for you than you could ever imagine. But you need to learn this thing called the love of God and know it really well. We ask the Lord for signs, wonders, and miracles. We, We sing these songs about, I surrender all. Well, I'll surrender this, but not that. I'll forgive this person, but not that. You know, there's no partial obedience. There's obedience. Like there's dark and light. There's love and there's hate. There's no in-between. There's surrender or there isn't surrender, okay? Unforgiveness is not normal. The silent treatment is not normal. The Bible says, I want to go back to strife for a minute, that strife is like the sin of witchcraft. Be careful what you allow in the door of your heart and in your home, families. Be careful and guard it vigilantly. You know, you wonder, like, why is there so much warfare in my home? Like, the enemy's after, the enemy's after us. I'm like, well, what are you, you know, I've, I've heard people say this. I've said it from my own heart, and this was actually something one of my pastors in Calgary corrected when I was younger. He said, actually, there's two kinds of warfare. There is a warfare that comes from the enemy, but there's also a war that, warfare that we can open up into our own lives from our own sin and our own disobedience. And that's usually the case. Okay, church, I want someone to maybe has never told you that. That's usually the case in that you have to own it and keep the door shut, okay? Does that make sense? Remember that old song, shut the door, keep out the devil? Shut the door. I don't even remember the rest of the song, but, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Shut the door, keep out the devil in Jesus' name, okay? I want to tell you what is normal. We sang about it today. Awaken, sing, okay? There's life. Peace is normal. Who said yay? (laughs) Love is normal. As a child of God, one of the reasons why we crave love so much, and never be ashamed to say that you need love, because you were created by love, by God himself. So, of course, you were created to live in the atmosphere of love. Why do you think there's some kids in homes that, that have social issues, or they could have, like, um, you know, because they're, in, they're, or, you know, they have mental issues and stuff because of neglect, okay, and they're in abusive homes, and they're with, you know, and then Child Protective Services has to get in the, in, the, in the middle of it. It's because they have not been in an environment of love. But in an environment of love, healthy things grow, amen? Healthy things grow in an environment of love. In the environment of love in Hope City Church, we are going to grow, amen, like beautiful flowers to the glory of God. Like Pastor Jake said, you know, we, we won't grow in the dark. You know what grows in the dark? Mushrooms. But you know what grows in the light? Flowers, amen. What is one of the ways that we walk in the light is loving others, amen, as Christ loved us. Okay, peace is normal. Love is normal. Kindness is normal. As a child of God, okay, I know you know all this, but I'm just reminding you today, okay? I know you're an expert. I know you're an expert. I know that you are, okay? I know, but I have the microphone. (laughs) As a child of God, say as a child of God, the things of the Spirit are normal. Just think about that for a minute. So anytime you have anything that is not of the Spirit of God, ask yourself why. Okay? So what's some of the fruits of the Spirit? 
Love. Joy. What else? Almost as good as a 9 o'clock service. You guys are awesome. And like I just said a few minutes ago, the atmosphere of love is what we were created to live in. Okay? We become healthier in every area of our life in the environment of the love of God. So how we love others matters. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You be concerned with what you're, you're supposed to do. Amen? God will take care of that. You be concerned about yourself. Amen? Okay? If you're going through marriage issues, don't pray for your spouse to change. Ask the Lord to change your heart. That was a word for somebody. So often we're praying prayers. God, would you change them? Would you make them more like you? And God's like, well, it's clear to me that you need to become more like me, that you're praying prayers that I never told you to pray or are scriptural. Amen? God's not going to answer unscriptural prayers anyway, so there you go. Again, I have the mic. Okay. Anytime we don't choose love, we are not living in remembrance of what Christ did on the cross for us. If Jesus did it, then we can too. Say, I can too. Through Christ. We are still only in verse 9. Okay? What John is saying here in verse 9 is, church, be careful to allow to, to not, be, he's saying not to, be careful not to allow your actions and words not to line up. We must not allow ourselves to be deceived. It's a season of the fear of the Lord. Have you been noticing that? Yeah. I've been sensing it as well. Galatians 6, 7 says, Paul said this, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever someone sows, what are they going to do? They're going to reap. You sow to the spirit, what are you going to reap? The things of the Spirit. You sow love, what are you going to reap? You sow mercy, what are you going to reap? You sow forgiveness, what are you going to reap? <laughs> but you sow to the flesh, what are you going to reap? Darkness, blindness, and death. And that's what he was saying in verse 9. Church, we need spiritual eyes to see this season. Do you guys need to know what God's doing in your life this season? Some of you have been praying, like, God, would you reveal your will to me? Next generation, okay, I know grade 12 and, you know, those college years can be a little bit like, okay. Huh, 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 Get focused on loving God and loving others with all your heart. and It's going to give you greater clarity in your life. There you go. Amen? I wish someone had told me that, and I just had an opportunity to share that with you. Is it simple? Yeah, I think it is that simple. I think love is the key, but we make it so hard because, you know, we live in this gray zone. But if we lived more in this clear zone of love and hate and light and dark, we would fall more after the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We would walk with more of a pure heart before the Lord, and we'd be able to see better like Jesus sees. Amen? Okay, so we're still in verse 9. You want to learn about what darkness means? School, class, okay. Darkness is uh, from the Greek word skotia. So it means darkness, a brand of moral, spiritual obscurity, okay? Pretty simple. Probably didn't feel like you learned that much through that, but that's okay. I wanted to read that to you. Darkness in Webster's 1828 means absence of light. It means obscurity. We just read that. A want of clearness. Do you have a want of clearness for your life? Yes, that state or quality which renders anything difficult to be understood, a state of being intellectually clouded or ignorant, infernal gloom. This one's tough, okay? Hell as utter darkness, a life of unforgiveness, this is what it's going to look like. It's 
that's what it's going to feel like. You know, people often ask, what do you think hell feels like? You know, what do you think it looks like? I think it's a place of no mercy. You know, if you've ever had anyone hold something against you and how hard that is, I think that's what hell multiplied time infinity is going to feel like, okay? Last one, great trouble and distress, calamities and perplexities. Okay, so I'm going to be a little bit more verbose. Bear with me here. But I do want to read you Barclay's commentary because his words do bring conviction and they bring clarity. And we need that, okay, to really study this. Okay, so Barclay said this about darkness. He said, love enables us to make progress in the spiritual life and hatred makes progress impossible. Okay, so remember there's no gray. You have to remember that, okay, when we're studying the book of John. Because you're like, hate seems harsh, Pastor Jenny, you know. Okay, well, to not love someone seems terrible, right? Okay, so if God is love, and if the new commandment of Christ is love, then love brings us nearer to men and to God, and hatred separates us from men and from God. We ought always to remember that he who has in his heart hatred, resentment, and the unforgiving spirit can never grow up in the spiritual life. Okay? So if we think that we can grow in the Lord and we hold things against people, we're deceiving ourselves is what he's talking about in, in verse 9. He's saying, church, he's saying, wake up to the love of God. Wake up to what I'm trying to tell you. John goes on to say that he who hates his brother walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. That is to say, hatred makes a man blind, and this too is perfectly obvious. When a man has hatred in his heart, his powers, okay, so think about this because it's so true. When a man, okay, so if you've ever had anything in your heart to someone, just keep that in mind when I'm reading this, okay? So you have to remember this was read a long time ago, okay? So... Just gender sensitivities just give me a bit of a pass because this was a long time ago, okay? So when a man or woman has hatred in in their heart, uh, their powers of judgment are obscured. He cannot see an issue clearly. It's not uncommon or it's no uncommon sight to see a man opposing a good proposal simply because he dislikes or has quarreled with the man who made it, okay? You can't see things for what they are is what he's basically saying, okay? Okay? Again and again, progress in some scheme of a church or association is held up because of personal animosities. Would that not be terrible that in Hope City that God, that things were just like, that there was pushback in the spirit realm because we just couldn't get along? That's not happening here, but this is what he's talking about a little bit. And we say, no way in Jesus' name. Amen? No man is fit to give a verdict on anything while he has hatred in his heart and no man can rightly direct his own life when hatred dominates him. Does that not put the fear of the Lord in you? Okay? We can say the right thing all day long, but without the action, say action, of love, we will reap the consequences of deception and darkness. And guess what? The enemy wants you to. He wants you to. Don't be deceived, church. God is not mocked. Whatever we sow, that we will reap. Okay? The enemy is after your future. And if he can get you to live in unforgiveness and offense, he's got your future. You can be, the Lord has dropped gifts in you. The Lord gave you a calling and a hope for your future. And the enemy does not want you to accomplish that. And the Lord is saying to us as a church in this season, he's saying, church, here is the key. Here is the key. The love that I have for you is the key to fulfilling your destiny in me. And you say, Jenny, that sounds so simple. It is simple, but it's difficult. But, but. 
What makes it less difficult is like I've already said again, if we could live with just such clarity that there's light and there's dark and there's love and there's hatred, if we could train ourselves to let things go, we'd be further along faster, amen? And things that seem hard now won't be hard anymore because truthfully, truthfully, and I say this tenderly, okay? I say this tenderly as someone who's had to walk through quite a bit with some people to get to this place, okay? There comes a point in our church where we shouldn't have to talk about unforgiveness all the time anymore because we learned it. We learned it, and we grew up to other things that we need to learn about. Can I get an amen? But it seems to me the Spirit of God is still saying that this, and that's okay because we are totally here for it because we are growing. Say, I am growing. Say, with enthusiasm. Say, I am growing in the house of the Lord. I am growing in the love of God. I am growing in my walk of forgiveness, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, I think I'm going to end there, actually. I'm going to do something different. Let's stand up, and I'm not going to get through it, okay? I want to get through it. There's like, there's so much. That was page three of page seven. There's so much. But please, 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 worship team, come to the front. I think, I think we're going to end with, um, I think we fall down, okay? It's a bit of a song of surrender. Church, read, don't just read, study those verses today, okay? So study verses 9 to 11 of 1 John 2. We got to learn some things, amen? We got to learn more if we're going to go to deeper waters in the Lord. There is a lot of anointing in this house. I know it just because I know a lot of people in this house, but I feel it. I feel it. But with the anointing comes a cost. Do you know what Gethsemane means? It means place of crushing. So when Jesus was in the garden, this wasn't in my notes, but I just feel to share this. When Jesus was in the garden and it crushed him, to say, Father, nevertheless, not what I will, but I'll do it. I'll hang myself on the cross. I'll give myself willingly to be hung on the cross. And I will give my life for people I don't even know or even deserve it. That place of crushing pours out the oil in your life. That place of crushing will release a new anointing in your life. That place of crushing will give you greater eyes to see. That place of crushing will cause you to know the will of God without you even having to pray for it. Because you're walking in this atmosphere of the love of God. You're living in this atmosphere of new realms and dimensions that you were created to live in. This is, this is part of our heart at Hope City that... We, we want to know more of God. We want to know the deeper things in the word of God and, and have rich times in his presence. There is more. Say, there is more. There is more. We don't want to just like come and we sing our four songs and we hear just like this encouraging message. I want to be challenged. I want to be convicted. I want to be corrected. I want to, and we're going to have times of joy. Didn't we on Wednesday night? We're going to have times of freedom. But it's not one of it. It's all of it. You know, with our kids, Sydney, this is our, Sydney, and this is Josiah, or sorry, son and daughter, sorry, just like left me. There's joy in our house. There's love in our house, but guess what? There's correction in our house, too. It's not one of it, 
It's all of it. And as children of God, may we know our beautiful Savior as our Savior, but we also know him as our Lord. Because like Jesus in the garden, he didn't get to pick and he knew that. And it crushed him, but out poured the oil. Amen. There is rich oil inside of you. There is rich anointing inside of you that God wants to grow and increase and develop in the days ahead because you are going to need it to accomplish the will of God for your life. And we are corporately who we are individually, church. Amen. So I'm speaking to you as individuals, but I'm also speaking corporately corporately to us as Hope City Church, that we are the sum of our parts. But guess what? There's this thing called synergy. There's this thing called synergy in community where one plus one doesn't equal two. It equals exponentially more. And I know as I look at you, Dave, I think we just, we talked about that a few months ago on online. There's this thing called synergy. And I just love that God cares enough to teach us about this so that we will, by his grace, get there. And we already are, but we're on a journey. Amen. So let's lift our hands to the Lord. And I want to read this scripture over us today and as a prayer. And I, and I, and I started with it, but I, want to, I told you I was going to end with it. And then we're going to sing a song, okay? Just close your eyes, lift your hands. I'm going to pray this over you. I'm going to pray this over all of us. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant to you, church, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith this season, that you, being rooted and grounded in the love of God, may comprehend with all the saints of Hope City what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, that, church, we're going to know the love of Christ like no other, which passes knowledge, that we would be a church without lack, but would know the fullness of the love of the Father. Amen? Isn't that good news? Holy, holy, let's just sing that out. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. And we cry. Kelly to come to the front. She's part of the prayer team. Steve, I know you are too. Just a few more minutes. Every eye close. If you need prayer, this I'm not going to call you to the front. It's okay. If you've been listening to this message and you felt convicted by the Holy Spirit, I just want you to lift your hand this morning. Okay, Father, I ask you for your grace and your strength. you would rise up within the hearts of your people, Lord, that they would ever have strength to forgive, that they'd ever have strength to let go, Lord Jesus, that they would ever be quick to obey the convicting 
words and sense of the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that they would turn away from anything that was not of your spirit, Lord, and that they would run to you quickly, Father, to that atmosphere that they were designed to live in called the love of God. The love of the Father, I ask that you would rule and reign in this house, that we would know the fullness, Lord Jesus, of all that you are, Lord God, that we would not be a three-dimensional church, but we'd be a four-dimensional church, that we walk in, in your glory, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you that these are the days of glory and of grace to the glory of your name. I had a couple of tough situations. You know what's really interesting? When the Lord wants you to deal with something, he'll have people bump into you. Have you ever had that? And you're like, this is not per chance that this is happening. And you know what my takeaway was? Because it was this situation and Jake and I hadn't done anything as, as far as we knew. And the Lord told me this. You want to know what he said to me? He said, Jenny, if you want to walk in deeper realms of the love of all that I have for you, you're going to have to reserve your right to be understood. And I cried. I cried and I cried. I just got in my car and I cried. And with all my strength, I talked to this individual and I, you know, you hold it, you know, when you hold it together, but I just went to my car and I cried. And that's when the Lord, he spoke to me, his beautiful words of a loving father, just to help me understand. And he said, if you're going to know the greater dimensions of the love that I have for you and the love that I have for my church and for a world that so desperately needs my love, you're going to have to reserve your right to be understood. And we're just going to have to take God at his word and obey the great command to love others as he's loved us. Amen. We can say, I can do all things through Christ. So remember in your forgiveness walk, all things are to be forgiven, but that doesn't mean you have to be their best friend, okay? It means you forgive, you let go, you move on. And don't talk to everybody about it. Take it to Jesus, okay? Or to trusted counsel. But then you move on to keep your heart right. Amen? This is about keeping our heart right to live in a dimension, in an atmosphere that we were created to live in called the love of Jesus Christ. Okay, so we want to open up more space. I'm going to stay up here to, if anybody needs more prayer. Steve's going to come down in just a second. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.